What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different, that's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun, we going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this that journey. Show we are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes, makes art out of our life's debris. Hey y'all, this is part two. If you haven't checked out part one, check our feed for it. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about the pace of a relationship, of how fast or slow it goes. I think, I, I think for me, that's been the, that's what I, I've experienced. Is with, with white folk, they tend to, they want to accelerate the relationship very quickly. Um, and uh, folk who don't reboot, they just want to accelerate. They want to have the conversation quickly. They want to, they mm-hmm. want to uh, be like they want to be like close, close, close family quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, when there's years of experience needed, or it's Sounds one like they consider one conversation. That that's like I I have a I've seen that's this in true. the past. You know I've I've had a a coworker a black female coworker and we've had certain conversations, and then I get into another relationship with you know a Latino man. And I just carry over the the conversation as assuming it's one conversation. Mm-hmm. And and this dude is like, what are you talking about? That's not my history. That's not what I think. That's not, not yeah. who I am. Yep. And you're bringing all that in. And I, I've seen I've seen that happen. Um, I've I've had to like disciple some white dudes out of that because mm. they're they're saying some stupid stuff. From one conversation. Yeah, from one conversation or, or just one relationship, then they project it on all relationships. Yes. They, can, they, they just assume, like, we're all having the same conversation at the same time. Yep. And people are in the same place. And, we, and we, we've even talked about how people of color are at different places. So mm-hmm. somebody might be really internalizing a lot of racism or oppression in their own heart. And so if you have a conversation with them, they might, they might say some stuff like, yeah, it's okay if you use the N-word. It's like, totally, it's just a word or whatever. But then if you take that conversation and you go mm. into my neighborhood and go to some of my neighbors and you just start dropping the N-word, like that's going to end different. Yep. You know, that's on a different conversation. So, and, and that's, that's a real example. I, I, there's one dude, I was shocked. He's like, yeah, like my coworker said it was totally fine. I was like, no, in like no <laughs> world is that okay. Like, this is a yeah. white guy, right? Yeah, no, this is a white guy. And he was quite stubborn. Um, he, at the end of the day, he didn't want discipleship, so he ended up like leaving and not being around. But 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 this is the conversation I remember being in the food court and just being like, "Bro," and he was like, "No, no, this is a black." So you're saying that you know better than this black girl? I was like, "Man, I don't know any, anything about her. All I know is if you want to live, <laughs> you will not take that as like universal advice yeah. to walk around." I was like, "You need to have relationships." that are more than just one person, yeah. you know, because people are different. And it, again, he didn't really, he discipleship. So yeah. he ended up leaving. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it also speaks to the, uh, the idea that 
some folk can take one conversation too strongly or think more is accomplished through it. Mm. Um, and so, because I could easily see maybe somebody who you've been discipling for for a couple months, right? Yeah. And I know that. I might have a conversation with them that may be a little more deep than surface. Yep. But that doesn't mean, oh, now we're he- now we're at a, you know, now we're super deep. Mm-hmm. It, it might just mean like, no, I'm just conversing with you because you, I know you're being discipled. Any question you have, you can go back to Jeremy. Um, but don't take that conversation as like, we're best oh, friends. Oh man, now a black guy talked to me about this. A black guy talked to me yeah, we're best about, friends now. about what it is to live um, on free lunch. Yep. Now, now you're going to think all black guys yep. live on free yep. lunch. You're going to take yep. that somewhere. And it's, it's like, no, actually. Yeah, this, this is what psychologists call the cognitive that. distortion of generalization. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's, it's just always, it, well, I think it's almost always has a negative yeah. Um, result, you know, and so and we do that in our relationships, and and we just have to get out of that. You know, this this comes back to the one of the solutions for this is um, that divided by faith book, where yeah. exposure to multiple people, you know, over time reduces the this factor to generalize because because it's just you have life experience and you're exposed to differences. And it, it, you know, in their research, it tended to show that uh, even if people didn't know the right words, even they still believed many ignorant things, they tended to be less, have less racist thoughts and lives because they were exposed to multiple different yeah. people, you know. And so, uh, you know, the, the advice a lot of times in, in racial reconciliation conversations is have the one good friend, you know, which I think, oh, that's great. But don't have only one good friend. Yep. You know, have multiple relationships. Put yourself in those places where those relationships are kind of forced on you. Those interactions are just a part of life. You can't get around it. You can't escape from it. If you do, at the end of the day, I think rebooting will become natural to you because you you have to do it. Yep. You know, but if you only have the one friend or the one relationship, um, I think that becomes problematic yeah. uh, for a number of reasons. But, yeah. Now the interesting thing is I've I've had to deal with reboot also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I think so. Here's what I've learned for a lot of for large percentages of people of color, they've learned this because of how they've grown up. It's like going to one grandma house is not the same as going to the other grandma house. Yeah. Like one grandma might be like, "Yeah, go ahead, sit down." The other grandma would be like, "You speak before you sit." Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but then also, like in my experience, uh, I learned it through my friend who was a La- Latino man. He's Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And I quickly learned. But I, I learned by asking him. So mm-hmm. I remember going into the house. I had a big relation with him. And, you know, so when I see his mom, I would kiss her on the cheek. But then I went to his cousin's house. And his cousin's mom, I was like, what do I do? Like, is it okay? To kiss her on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember asking the the question that most, well, I don't know about most, but I was ignorant at the time. I was like, do only the men and the women kiss on the cheek? Mm-hmm. Do, um, 
And how do you know who to do that with? What do the guys do? Is it something special? Mm-hmm. I had to ask all those questions because I understood there's a there's a difference um, once I go to different places That's right. and with different people. Um, and so, but it's like, but I don't know what the reboot is for when a black person crosses into an Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to learn those. Those are places where I have to always reboot, especially um, uh, as I've done ministry and had folk help me understand why particularly an Asian man or woman wouldn't be particularly, uh, uh, it, it's not, it's a, it's not an easy engagement for me as a black man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's one part of reboot that I've learned in my life. The other mm-hmm. part of reboot, uh, I think for, for folk of color, I, we need to be okay with it. Uh, so there's something about reconciliation. I, I, I hope to kill this narrative that you have to go deep with every person who is different from it. Like, you have to go right. deep and go deep right. quickly. Um, because people of color, that just lands hard because there's microaggressions that happen. They're risking the most. They're risking the most. They're, the yeah. most wounds are yeah. at stake. Um, just because just some people want to play around with you know, yep. crossing cultural relationships, you know, uh, but, but they, they, they don't have to risk as much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. we, should, uh, it's okay. It's okay to, to, for you to reboot also. Mm-hmm. Be like, I don't have to trust. Even if it's like, oh, I mean, this pastor, it's okay. Like, I don't have to trust them right off the bat. Yeah. And I can look for things. Uh, for most folk that I know, it just comes naturally. You're looking for places, things that they say, how they do, how they interact. Are they dominating a conversation just mm-hmm. right off the bat? Are they joking with you like y'all best pals right off the bat? Uh, yeah. Yep. Different things that you look for is like, okay, is this person safe or not? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and you might, th- so, and I'll even dive into that maybe a little bit more deeply. So, Brad, why when somebody just starts to joke with you as if you're best buddies right off the bat, isn't that something loving, like them bringing you in? You talk about family and all this, isn't that... Uh, yes and no. That is a possibility. Yeah, they're trying to bring me in as family. The other possible, the other thing that, the other alert that goes off is if you can see me for two minutes and start joking to me like we best buddies, then when, then when you say, that means you feel, you might feel the freedom to say something crazy because we <laughs> all know, I mean, nine point. Nine percent out of t- nine point nine out of ten of the white people that I meet is something crazy in you. Yeah, it's just a matter of when it's gonna come out. Yeah, and if we just met, oh, that that means it could come out at any second. If you've been mm-hmm. trying to like joke with me like we best mm-hmm. buddies right now, mm-hmm. it could come out any second. Mm-hmm. And I, as a here's the difference: I, as a black man, understand. I'm not trying to shame you right off the bat. I don't want to. Now, there's some folk, they don't care. You need yeah. to hear it. You said it. I'm about to get you. Like, I'm about to tell you about it. Me, my person, I'm like, I don't want to shame you right off the bat. Like we just we just um, meeting. So, you, yeah, you joking like we buddy-buddy. But if I say something about that migration you just said, you're going right. to be like, you're going to be fragile and just like, ah, oh, you're going to shrink back. Crumple, yeah. Um, and it's like, so I'm, I'm looking, uh, I am trying to like, play that balance mm-hmm. uh and so when you when you start joking me it, it it brings up that possibility yeah of, yeah. of you doing that um, so that puts so, you on more alert definitely right? yeah definitely way yeah. more alert way more alert because uh, what 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 most folk and i think a good missionary um learns is that 
when you step into a place, when you step into a new place or you engage in a new relationship, you're trying to figure out what are the signs of respect? What are the safe ways of communication? Yeah. Now, this is something most minorities grow up with. I grew up with, like, having to do. Yeah, you have to do to it. Keep, keep yeah. myself safe. Yeah. Um, uh, folk, you well, white folk, they don't usually have to deal yeah. with this. That's not forced upon them. No. So yeah. I would say for rebooting for folk of color, like, it's okay to reboot um, mm-hmm. every relationship that you go. And it doesn't necessarily have to be white. You, they, we, we also need to learn how to reboot like crossing into other minority yes. cultures. Yes, yeah. Um, but particularly, I want to say, when crossing into white culture, like, it's okay to reboot, um, to, like, wait. And two things. Wait for signs of trust okay. to where you can take an, uh, another step. Two, I actually have learned to, to, to have, like, uh, a limit, so if that person has not rebooted with me and they're acting a certain way, to be able to say, oh, you're going too far. Or just stop You just them. straight up tell them. I just need to, like, I've learned that. I, uh-huh. I haven't always, uh, mm-hmm. I think my culture trumped my need to, like, preserve uh, myself. But okay. now I'm just like, no, for my health and for the health of this relationship, we're going to go further. You need to know where your limit at. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I want to be there. When if you happens, say man. something and it's off, <laughs> I say, look, that's a little off. Yeah. Let's not let's not talk about it. So mm-hmm. uh, the best example is, like I was saying, we talked. Was it this podcast that we talked about the multi-ethnic? Yeah, we talked about the, the multi-ethnicity night. Yeah. 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 When we had that night, there's a white guy who showed up who was a freshman. He was new to the whole group. It was either that one or another one just like that. But. And every, because everybody brought their food, I was a, I was like welcoming people as they came in the door. I'm just welcoming people. Hey, welcome. Um, and I and I would tell them about the night. And I told this white guy who was, I learned he was a freshman. I was like, Oh, this is what we're doing. Everybody bringing food from their country that represents them and their country, um, and, or their culture. Um, so come in and, have, and he and he asked me. He goes, How come black people get to uh, get to get chicken? Like, why? How, how does that get to be y'all food? Yeah. I like chicken. My family likes chicken. Like. How does the art food? And I, I looked at him, I smiled, mm-hmm. yeah. and said, "Yeah, chickens for everybody." And then I said, "Go <laughs> ahead, enjoy yourself. Like, just, just, just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving." Um, <laughs> and of course, that's at the expense of my comfort and just like, oh, like another yeah. dude that I gotta minister to and welcome him in and bring him to Jesus. Because, mm-hmm. because, because mm-hmm. what's going on internally oh is internally is that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. I could. Say something that's gonna turn you away. Yeah, I'm the first face you're seeing in, in in this group. Yeah, and we're actually trying to get you. Like my want for you to like, know Jesus yeah. trumps my want to just tear yep. you down. Yep, uh, and it's actually more important that you know Jesus. Yeah, and then yeah. he mm-hmm. can like work some of this stuff out. Um, <laughs> but now uh, it's a little different. Um, where with 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 some social diplomacy, I guess, Mm -hmm. I'll make sure folk understand their limits Mm -hmm. um, uh, and not just take it. And I think folk of colors need to feel that release to do that. Um, And not in a way of teaching, but in a way of preserving Mm -hmm. their health, their spiritual and emotional health. Um, They need to be, they need to know, they need to help people reboot. Yeah. 
Um, we and I don't say we need to help you reboot as if we don't. My my heart is to let you know it's okay. Um, Just like permission, permission to yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, because you know this this idea of white fragility is out there, and mm-hmm. you can read up on that. Um, and some folks see it as, oh man, another thing that we got to watch out with white folks. But it's like, nah, I don't think we have to watch out for it. Mm. I actually think we, we just live at a higher calling. And, and, and for those who actually we build trust with, we can help bring them up. For those who just ain't got it, like we can make sure they understand their limits until they get there. And I say that, I, I think about the story about uh, the rich ruler mm-hmm. who came to Jesus and was like, I want to follow you. Of course, Jesus has these disciples who left their jobs, um, has kind of left a lot to follow him. Um, and, you know, the Lord just tells him all these things, honor your father, like all these things that, that he should do. And the rich was just like, uh, I did those. And he's like, okay, one more thing, sell everything, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. It's like Jesus just met this dude, man. Mm-hmm. Like he, and there's no context in the Bible that says they known each other or anything. He just met him, and he's just like, "No, sell everything, and then follow me." He, he I feel like there's a lot of things you could do, Jesus. Yeah, like this dude yeah. just said he been doing all that stuff his whole life. You could say, "Good job." Mm-hmm. All right, follow me to this place, and I'm a, I'm a kind of tell you what you're gonna get if you, if you give everything away mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. follow me to this place and then I can give you an object lesson on why you need to give away everything. Um, but no, he just straight up calls him to this high calling that he's called all his disciples to mm-hmm. and says, look, you mm-hmm. give everything away. That's what this, that, that's who's following me. People who've given it all away and then you can follow me. Mm-hmm. And of course the, the cliffhanger is that a guy is just dejected and he doesn't follow Jesus mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, uh, and for me, that's why I think of when I think this issue of multi-ethnicity and building relationships and reconciliation and this idea of rebooting and the idea for folk of color being okay with pushing people to reboot. It is, in order to do this right, that's actually a necessary thing. Yeah. Like, we need yeah. to do that um, mm-hmm. in order to, like, we need to start over. Like, especially white folks, they need to start over. And, and, and folk of color, we need to just be okay with helping people start over. Um, because it's actually the better way. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, we need to wrap this up. Um, do you want to tell the bonus story? Oh, the quick? bonus story. Okay, wait. <laughs> hold for editing, just in case. Okay. Okay, now we can t- <laughs> the story. So... Uh, I'll say this, and maybe we'll repeat this some other time. So I'm talking with Jeremy, and in every definition of the word brother, he is that to me. Maybe except the definition of, like, born of the same mother. Like genetic. Like genetics. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that one. But the deep spiritual ones uh, that Mm -hmm. Jesus outlines, uh, and then also the emotional fact that you feel like emotional for your brother like yeah. that connection yeah. that's true between us and so this these pod, this podcast series is to like just talk having it's a conversation between two brothers um uh and so okay i i need to also say he also is not a brother in the definition of like a black man so 
Def- definitely not. <laughs> you gotta own it. But we, but we, we're brothers. So it's a conversation between brothers, and so the idea is talk like we would when we with each other. Um, so he can say hood. He can say, you know, I actually, I actually wrote down some things. I was like. He is saying this stuff. I'm like, I hope nobody think they can just repeat this. That's right. Don't um, repeat what I say unless it's like really good <laughs> and like righteous. Like there you go. Uh, <laughs> but you say hood when you talk about the poor. Like you, you can say all those things, and I understand when he says hood, he's not saying it just to be the cool white guy. When he yeah. says poor, he's not thinking, yeah, all black people are poor. Like he knows, no. Black people are all things. Like, there's black folk in mm-hmm. all levels of society. But we have this understanding that's been built over time. So I should say, don't repeat necessarily everything we say. Uh, especially try to what, especially what I say. To rep- replicate it in means. relationships. <laughs> Unless you have the equivalent relationship. And even that, you say it in that relationship. And remember, reboot yep, for the next one. It. You got to know where you're yep. at. Some of them might not require a full reboot, but some type, some form of it. But anyways, bonus story is, this is when I realized, this, this moment in me and Jeremy's life together is when I realized we had a different level, man. This is something different. It's true, it's true. This is true for both of us. So was, was I about to get my first talk or something like that? Uh, I think so. I think you are about like to get your first talk. And we're in the office. So, yeah, Jeremy's yeah. still the staff at the University of South Florida. I'm a new staff, and I'm about to give my first talk, my large group talk. So it's actually, the, it's actually probably like the first preaching slash teaching sermon mm-hmm. type thing that I did ever. Uh, so that's coming up. And so we're just we're joking about what the night could be, and we start joking about what – uh, the intro could be like, and I think I say something. We got help with the story, but I say something about like, oh, you should intro me. Like you should, you should, uh, you should, uh, like announce me. Like they do, like the Bulls when the Bulls like when they announce like six three mm-hmm. six six That's marketer. Right. Like right. you should, you should announce me. Mm-hmm. And I, then I start talking about what the announcement could be like, like things you could say. You can say, like, mm-hmm. by way of Fort Myers, yep. a 6'3", black man, my brother <laughs> from another mother. And then I go, by way of the, because I had a joke in my mind, and I didn't want to say it. And then he finished it. He says, by the transatlantic slave trade. I said, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no. Now, this is a private, this is just me and him could only hear yeah, this yeah. joke. But he said it. He said, by the transatlantic, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's exactly the joke I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> and we just we are laughing with each other. Like on the ground, man. On the ground laughing because I was going to make the joke. I felt it was safe, but I stopped myself and then he finished it. And it was that I think simultaneously in that moment I realized, "Oh yeah, this is a safe place to make that joke." Like between me <laughs> we can and do you. that. Like me and if anybody you, else was in that room, me and you can do that. I would not go and say that. No, if anybody's no, in the room, no. I don't even much go there. No, but it's me and you, just us, brothers who have had significant talks, mm-hmm. theological discussions, experiences, mm-hmm. and there's just an understanding and a respect there for the way we were living our lives missionally, 
um, the way we were engaging in reconciliation yeah. that we could make that joke and absolutely no bad blood yeah, yeah. was shared. Like there's yeah. no, no, I wasn't trying to be cool. Ron wasn't, I, it, it was just one of those moments where it's like, yeah, when you're, when you're brothers, when you're family, when you're like comrades in arms, you just like, you could say those weird little inside jokes that really to most people would be offensive. Yeah. Let's be honest. That that's. And I've it not, probably I've, should be. No, no, I'm not. Not, gonna not saying that. that us it was offensive. Right. I'm just saying like, but for most relationships, it probably It'd be should in, improper. be improper. Yeah. Improper. It's it's like the the Django, improper. <laughs> it's like that's for most people it would be that kind of improper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's uh, a good example of me. Like that's something we can share because of our relationship. That it could be there's depth there. There's there's it's it to me. I would use the word holiness. There's a holiness there. Yeah. Even in even in the joking, even in the pain of a history. Mm. You know, there's like a there's a redemptive holiness in that exchange. That I would not repeat with anybody else. Sure. You know, like until that's it's it's proper until. But I would not, I have to reboot and go, yep. yeah, I could share that with you. In no world am I going to do that with anybody else yeah. until it's the right holy time to kind yep. of do that, you know. Yep. And uh, anyways, yeah. Yeah. I think often. Got to reboot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> you got to reboot. Yeah. That's, that was, that's that it. Was that's great. the bonus that story. That's the bonus story. That was that the weird like oh we good it's like most people can say yeah we such good friends we finished each other's sentence and i'm just like but can you finish this sentence that's right because it sure did it sure did finish <laughs> um but yeah that that's the bonus story that's 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 for us that's where we're at and that's yet right, and still yep the wisdom is that even both of us we still reboot yep All i the time. it's natural for me because i'm just like yeah. i know ain't, ain't everybody ain't like what we got yeah, yeah. Um, it's become natural for me, but yeah. didn't start that way. So awesome, man. Thanks. Great. God bless you guys. <laughs>